And welcome back. My name is Luca, and my friend Ivan is laughing at me because I took You're over. You're never going to let me intro the episode again, right? <laughs> yes. That's yeah, true. yeah, he's Luca, and I'm Ivan, and uh, we're doing a blockchain podcast for some reason. And today we're going uh, back to a rant that Luca had in a previous episode episode about smart contracts. And for some reason, smart contracts that can help in uh, decision-making and democracy and so on and so forth, right? Well, yeah. They're, they're, let's start first from the beginning. I mean, What sm- is a smart contract? Exactly. What is a smart contract? Well, basically, a smart contract is a computer program that is written in certain programming language that helps you exchange money, property, shares, um, anything of value in a very transparent, conflict-free way and without anyone interfering in it. So basically, it is a digital representation of a real-life contract. For example, if you and I create a normal contract, air quotes, if uh, I don't want to abide by that contract, you have no way to force me unless... You go to a court. In a smart contract, smart contract is basically ruled by code. If you create a contract that says that when a certain thing happens, the contract is executed without me or you or anyone else doing anything, they just execute. So, for example, if you and I would create a contract that says that, okay, I will pay you 100 bitcoins when the episode, this episode is uploaded to YouTube, for example. Then you would have a certain piece of code that would you know, scan through the whole YouTube, trying to figure, find an episode by Ivan and Luca named Smart Contracts Blockchain Blog. You know, when this happens, contract is automatic, uh, automatically triggered without me needing to push the button or you forcing me to do something, they're just triggered. So basically, you know, it creates a lot of really, really cool things. A lot of really, really smart things. And you can basically automatize or automize, whatever uh, the proper term is, basically human society. So right now, if you think about it, if you you get a job, you sign a contract between the employer and the employee that at a certain date in a month, uh, you will receive a payment in exchange for your services. Living in the Balkans, you know that that doesn't happen automatically. And sometimes it's on the day that you agreed. Sometimes it's one month after you have agreed because of reasons. So in this blockchain space, in a smart contract space, this would happen automatically, immediately. That means that, for example, you and me, Ivan, would go into a contract relationship by you allowing access to your wallet, verifying that the wallet contains the amount of money that is enough to pay me for the next X amount, and creating and running this contract on this. That means that if I breach my part of the deal, I lose the money. If you breach your part of the deal, you lose the money um, as a kind of an automatic way. Or in, in, in this case, that there is no intermediary uh, between you and me, and I take the smart contract takes the money and transfer it to my wallet on a specific date, if that's the case in the contract, or when a specific thing happens. Is there any danger in complete optimization? Of, of course. This? Of course there is. There's many, many dangers. I mean, my wife is a developer. I mean, she's she, not a developer, an engineer, and she is super suspicious 
uh, about anything that contains any kind of code. Whenever you write code, you make errors. And when, you, when something is automatically triggered, if this code is not bug-free, a lot of really nasty things can happen. I'll give you an example. There was something called the DAO hug. Uh, DAO is a distributed autonomous organization, another concept of governing mechanisms. Basically said, we're going to put a certain amount of money in this autom automatic organism that's going to invest it in a certain way and pay it out in a certain way when a certain autom automated things happen. So what happened is that the code for this smart contract was done in a, let's say, not a kosher way, and somebody found a bug, an exploit, and exploited this and basically funneled a lot of money into you know, an account that it basically triggered a smart contract in a way that was not supposed to be triggered. This, in effect, basically split the community around this DAO, around this Ethereum, in two. And ever since then, there are two chains that exist, two blockchains that exist. One that said, okay, if you want things being ruled by code, that means that the guy who found an exploit is actually uh, did it legally. And the other group that says, no, this shouldn't happen because this is not the real intent of the creator of the contract. So they split in two. Now you have Ethereum and Ethereum Classic. These, this is, let's say, a, a benign example of, you know, a smart contract going, uh, you know, wild. But if you start regulating things like fundamental things by smart contracts, this is where the situation uh, becomes much less, uh, much more complicated and much less... Uh, a laughing matter. Why? So, because if, you know, there is a bug found, a loophole, and somebody exploits this loophole and then takes away all of your possessions because of it, or puts you in jail, removes your freedom from you, or does something else which is not supposed to happen in, in normal court of law, in normal human brain, this situation would be resolved immediately by just applying common human logic and human sense. And, you know, the machines don't care. Machines just abide by the code that was written. So a contract might not be as smart as it's coded. Exactly. So that's the, I mean, there is, I mean, besides the, the, this obvious and fundamental flaws, there are so many benefits of using smart contracts in today's world. I think by doing that, we would liberate a lot of things uh, in today's society. So, so what are your feared benefits? If you, for example, you create all of the employ employment contracts, all of them, as a smart contract. That means that, and you do it in a very robust way, you test the contract, you, you, know, you, you create a mechanism that can basically edit this in, in certain ways, you create oracles that basically verify that a job happened or verify that the payment happened, so you have some control mechanisms as a first layer. Then a lot of things are offloaded from the people who write, you know, create the system or, or, or let's say use the system to handle the payments. That means that every, every payment is done in a very automatic way. If you do your job, you get paid on exactly the same day in month. If you don't do your job, and, some, and this can be verified if your productivity, you know, falls bit, below a certain level, uh, that means that, you know, you don't get paid as much as you think you should. I mean, there's a lot of philosophical questions, a lot of morality issues right now to be, you know, kind of inked out, but that doesn't mean that we should just stick to the old, old ways. We should, my, my fundamental belief is that we should experiment with them. And there's many, many really good examples of something like this. How has the legal profession 
uh, basically reacted to smart contracts. The progressive part of the legal profession is super interested. There are some movements in, for example, Italy that um, they want to regulate this, which is not the best course of action in this point in time. And you, you, you have the other part that is, you know, kind of the fundamentalist, the orthodox <laughs> legal <laughs> professionals who don't like this because then that means that 10, 15, 20 years later uh, you don't need a lawyer or you don't need as many lawyers as you do now because oh that might be a problem exactly we some. need more lawyers but that's the that's the fundamental issue and fun, fundamental flaw. one of the things that, that the majority of the people don't understand is this is just a tool just like contracts before were done in a you know physical typewriter now they're done in a computer you don't need to write them from scratch. You just edit an existing contract and then adjust it to the current needs. And this happened in the last 20 years. 20 years, not more. Before, every contract was done more or less, you know, physically on a typewriter from scratch. And this is exactly the same. This is just incremental, you know, kind of, for the legal profession, incremental, okay, maybe not incremental, fundamental change, but still something that, you know, still has humans as you know, kind of the the, the axis of of uh, these smart contracts, they need to have interactions be, between them as entities. So it's a fear of losing control. Exactly. Because on one hand you have automation, on the other hand, the automation can lead to situations where, again, the problems you mentioned. Exactly. Very, very, very bad. Thing. Exactly. But then, just like before, you know, you had the rule of the the strongest person, you know, like the martial law, whoever has the biggest gun wins, you know, everybody's ruled by them. And then you started having some control mechanisms for something like this, because things can go out of hand. Exactly the same thing in, in this space. We are living in a fully digital society, not as, as humanity at this point, but we're going there. All of the things that we do right now negate the existing mechanisms that we invented at the beginning of the 20th century because, or 19th century because this is where they originate. Now, right now we need new mechanisms, new checks, new systems to help us be more efficient as a society, to help us be more, more productive as a society. Not because of some profit, or, but because of liberation of us as individuals. If you think about it, right now, I mean... In, in, in 19th century, people didn't have weekends. They worked, they didn't have pensions. They didn't have retirement. They worked since they were seven until the moment that they died. They didn't have weekends. They worked every single day of their lives. This was 100 years ago, 100 years ago. So right now we have more free time, but still, you know, we do a lot of things that we shouldn't do we should offload to the machines. Not critical stuff, but some things like the things that I mentioned. And if we don't do that, it's, 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 just gonna, it's not gonna stop the progress, it's just gonna slow it down. And I think smart contracts are the fundamental change that blockchain brings uh, to the world. Not right now, maybe, because they're very rudimentary, but in 10 years, I'm sure they're gonna be the norm. The norm of creating a contract. If you had to tell people on how to learn more about smart contracts, understand them and so on, what would you advise them? Listen to this podcast from, from the first... <laughs> Besides self-promotion. <laughs> no, well, please stay listening. I mean, learning about it is nothing other than just do a lot of reading and a lot of talking. And one of the things that I kind of find very, very useful after 
I have absorbed a certain amount of material and I, I achieved some sort of level of you know knowledge or aptitude in, in, in certain topic, I go and I start a discussion with something who is radically opposing this idea. Why? Because they open up a lot of really cool possibilities. A lot of, you know, they discover a lot of fundamental flaws that need to be fixed and they explain it in a very, very efficient way. So to me, this is one of the most, uh, so I have a couple of friends always who are annoyed by me because every couple of years you come up with something super new and I don't know, it's like... Oh, the, I know that feeling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. I haven't I, had it a lot, you are a geek, but hey. <laughs> it's not about being geek. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's just being super curious, passionately curious. This is how I call myself. I'm, I'm nothing but passionately curious. I'm interested in the world around me. I'm interested about all the new things coming out. And I don't know. Yeah, smart contracts are just one piece of the puzzle. Exactly. One small piece. So let's hope that uh, more lawyers get interested in uh, smart contracts. Uh, this is an episode I hope that... Uh, some of them uh, listen to, subscribe well, to, and uh, hopefully share. Yeah, if uh, there is any lawyer listening to us and is interested, or... please don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, reach out to us, either Ivan or me, and you know, we can have maybe we can have you, you know, in a debate in one of the episodes. Oh, I'm looking forward to that debating <laughs> with a lawyer. Thank you for listening to Blockchain from the Block. Thank you, Luca, for talking with me as always. And thank you to all the lawyers listening. Like, share, subscribe, and again, don't sue us. <laughs>